I didn't actually pick up Project Justice until um, college, like high, like end of high school, college era, where I, you know, uh, I burned it on a CD because, you know, <laughs> I was just going like I was just a broke college kid. And like I, I was like, I, I'm like, man, I really want to explore the Dreamcast library. So I started well, just, you know, yeah. Want to know something? <laughs> What's that? When I moved to the U.S., when I moved to when I got to college, just like you, the mm -hmm. first thing I got was a Dreamcast. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I I never had a Dreamcast, and I'm like I'm like okay, I'm gonna get a Dreamcast, and then and I, I finally got it because like someone was selling it for only like fifty dollars. I'm like yes, yes, and then and then the, the, I did the same thing. I burned Project Justice because the game's too mm -hmm. expensive. It's too expensive. <laughs> Even in college, yeah. Like they they were um like I remember when I was in college too, people started like charging like fifty dollars for like Dreamcast CDs. Um and like, you know, the actual copy of it. Like I bought Power Stone 2 for like fifty to sixty bucks off eBay. And that was like in two thousand and I wanna say it had to be two thousand nine, maybe two thousand ten. Mm -hmm. And um and so Basically, I was just like, oh, man, this is expensive. This is a, a, as much as, like, a new PS2, PS3 game. Okay, but real talk, do you prefer Power Stone 1 or Power Stone 2? You are, I think you know the answer to this. And the answer is Power Stone 1, 100%. Yes! 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 I'm so happy. <laughs> I feel like that should be, like, an FGC personality test. Like, the last question in the in this has to be, like, are you a Power Stone 1 or Power Stone 2 person? Because I can tell you so much. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like people that like think Power Stone Two is better, maybe don't fully understand Power Stone One, and that there's way more mechanics. It's just a better game. I, it's just it's a better like one v one experience. It's more fun. Yeah, it's either that or okay, because like Power Stone Two, it's it's still fun, and and back then uh, we actually have arcade caps in like multiple arcades in the Philippines yep. that have the four power stone like you know setups and there's always consistently like four people there and it's 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 really fun like you know just seeing four players fight against each other but yeah like power stone one is definitely like a much deeper game yeah for sure um i i just i love that game so much it's it pretty much anything on the dreamcast for the most part is like very much deep rooted in in my love for fighting games um so um how did so when did you start you know streaming and how did you like become a vtuber how did that that kind of oh okay 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 so so i i actually started streaming okay so for, so this twitch account that i'm on right now mm -hmm. <laughs> it all started because someone was doing a raffle and it's like one of the one of the things you can do to add, to increase your chances is to like follow them on twitch and i'm like okay i'm gonna make a twitch account <laughs> Oh, and yeah, okay. so so that's the birth of my Twitch account in 2013, and somewhere somewhere in 2014, um, I th I, I think I kind of wanted to to start start streaming, and and so I so I got myself a chief capture card, and and I said, okay, what do I play? And the only thing I streamed was Mario Kart Wii. <laughs> I, I would just play, I would just play Mario Kart Wii and stream snipe just about everyone in that category. And oh by by everyone, I mean like the only like 
like one or two or three people streaming in that category at the time <laughs> back when you know twitch wasn't really that mainstream yet yeah. so yeah that's that's essentially what i did for like just about everything one of the things i kind of miss though is like being able to do song requests without the risk of doing dmca though <laughs> that was legendary that was the old days. <laughs> like bots in the chat and you could like add songs to like other people's playlist oh man i missed that so much yeah there's, that's what i did <laughs> there's actually a way around that if you if you didn't know Oh. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you. So if, if you go into your settings, there's a mm -hmm. setting that you can you, you can say I want this channel. Like you you could say I want this channel to not be captured in the VOD if you use OBS. And mm -hmm. you just check that and then you uncheck it on each other like audio channel. And uh -huh. basically it won't pick that up in in the VOD. So you could still do sound a song requests. Um, and then, like, it'll pick up every other audio in the actual VOD, so you won't get copyright striked for that. Oh! Oh my gosh! Okay, that one I didn't know, but what? Okay, that's, that. that's actually genius. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to figure it out a little bit. Um, there was another, uh, I think Quintessence is in here. Uh, you know, he's he's the other co-host that he's not here today. But Oops, uh, my oh, bad. Oh my god, <laughs> where, where are we going? Uh, so, yeah, he, 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 he does song requests, too. And I don't know if he he wound up, um, you know, doing that or not. But either way, that's that's one way you could actually get around that whole issue, is uh, so you won't get those copyright strikes. Nice. Early early Twitch was such a vibe like that. Like it was it was a lot more like just hanging out with streamer. Like it was it was a little bit less influencery and more just like it was like hangout session with video game. Yeah, th that's actually really true. Yeah, that's one of the things I do miss. One hundred percent. And I mean. Uh, like, I, I think I joined because of Twitch Plays Pokemon. Like, I found out about <gasps> Twitch because of it. Oh my gosh! Yeah! No, okay, okay. So, one of the reasons why I started using Twitch more was actually Twitch Plays Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there for, like, a good chunk, and... Uh, <laughs> that's where I, I do find myself sometimes at school just watching Twitch Plays Pokemon, because I'm like, I have to be here! They're, they're near the Elite Four! <laughs> Some of those, some of those arcs were so funny. Just like the random names they picked for the Pokemon, and like, mm -hmm. oh, that, that was such a cool era of Twitch where Twitch was doing like weird experimental stuff. Like I remember when they aired all of Power Rangers, they had a Power Rangers marathon. That was awesome. I remember when yeah, they did a Yu-Gi-Oh marathon, uh, and people were like going on about their favorite episodes in the chat. Just, just fun times. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So, uh, so like, at, at what point did you kind of like? you know uh get sucked into this world of like rival schools and project justice um and like d how did you find the community you're a part of now mostly oh okay so so here's the thing um i i kind of found i've kind of found the community like a while ago like a like many years ago there, mm -hmm. there was a discord for it but you know there was like no net play and and other stuff so like it, the the server was essentially you know not very active at all yeah. and I, I actually left it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then and then year and then years like years later um i i found out that you know okay so like so so null dc happened and and so null dc bear was like the first time the first time where like you know you could easily connect to people 
like you know playing Dreamcast games because because back then like you kind of have to do you kind of have to do net play through like um I forgot which emulator it was, but it desyncs so much, and some people back then too would hold tournaments using Parsec, but it's it's kind of a bit harder if especially if you're gonna be competing against like you know people are around the world because yeah. like you know that that's that's kind of how Parsec is unless like you're in like you know the, the same region then yeah it can work well but you know it's a bit harder to to do too but but like null dc bear showing up like took off all the has like a lot of the hassles that people had and and essentially i'm like oh my gosh they're doing tournaments i better join too and then and then i joined i, I thought i was pretty good because here's the thing like um so so there, there was like this convention that happened in our city and so, someone was someone's like oh you know because some, someone brought project justice or was like talking about project justice and they were like oh you, you play project justice too it's like okay we, we have to we have to bring a setup and and they brought a setup and i just i just whooped everyone and i thought i was like oh i'm waiting for the day that that someone could finally beat me and wait for I, a new challenger yeah yeah, that's that's Wait that's how I felt. <laughs> that's how I felt, and then like you know, I, I was also I was also at, so I was also at like um at Magfest, and and there was a there was there was Project Justice there, and I whooped everyone again, and I'm like I'm like oh, but there was like a few people that was like you know like matching up against me. I was like oh my gosh, there's actually good people. I'm like I'm so happy. I'm like. Uh, I still, I, I wish there's someone that could whoop me one day. I'm like, oh, I'll wait for that day. And then, and then you know, Null DC, Null DC Bear happened. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there, there was, there was tournaments being held um, by, by Pylord. That's the, that's like the admin of that, of that D Discord community for Project Justice. And, and I entered there and I got, I got whooped by the current champion of, of EVO. <laughs> I'm just like, yes! Finally! I'm so happy! <laughs> I've never been so happy getting whooped by someone. <laughs> and I realized there was still a lot for me to learn. Because I I, I I was pretty convinced that I was pretty strong, but there there was still so much. And then and then yeah, so like that happened, and then and then um Evil 2019 happened. And that was the first time they had a Project Justice tournament over there. And I'm like, I didn't know! I didn't know! I'm so stupid! And I watched it, and I'm like, oh my gosh! There's so many strong people! Because, like, cause like, you know, Korea and Japan showed up there, and they were, like, on a whole different level that yeah. I've never seen before. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, 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 did, I didn't know it could be this hype. And, and I was like, okay, I... I I I really want to get into this again. I, I want to take this more seriously, <laughs> and then and then yeah. So so that was that was the beginning of the the arc, and I'm just like you know I keep joining online tournaments, and I'm just I'm just waiting, and I'm waiting for or like you know like there, there are tournaments here and there, but for Evo, I you know I'm just waiting. I'm like okay, there's no there's no tournament happening here. Oh, it's it's COVID, so I guess it's not happening. Okay, yeah, I, I, and I'm waiting. All right. When are they gonna? When are they gonna hold a tournament for for Project Justice at Evo? And then, <laughs> and then one day, I just randomly decided because I, <laughs> I I I random I randomly just asked um you know so so the people that's that's like you know doing the the, the side tournaments for Evo they're 
it, you know, it's, it's called Vortex Galaxy. Yeah, the the, the, B, the B, yep. Yeah, the B, the, the B, it's 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 a BYOC tur I mean tournaments now, but back then it was like Vortex Gallery and before that before yep. they rebranded to Vortex Gallery, it was Anime Evo. So so I asked the Anime Evo guys, I'm I'm like, um is there anyone uh, is is there Project Justice this year and they were like, um from uh, so far, um, no, no, there, I don't think anyone's running that. And I'm like, not even Neo Russell from 2019. They're like, nah, no. And I'm like, what if I run it? Oh <laughs> and I, 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 I did as a joke. And, and I, it, it was really a joke because like, I only have one Dreamcast. I'm like, how am I going to run it like this? And, and they told me, they're like, don't worry. We, if... If if you cannot find any Dreamcast, like we'll, we'll provide them for you, and we'll provide you a, a, like That's you know cool. the monitors that you need. I'm like, are you serious? And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> but in in the end, we didn't even need that because like um because like Kalis. Like it, yeah, that, that's the, that's a champ of, of evil. Like 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 he he ha he has all the hookups and and he he has all the all the Dreamcast with the mods, so that we we don't even need to to look for CRTs anymore. We could just yeah. plug it in on onto the monitors, and you know it's essentially like lagless. Plus it's plus it's up, upscaled nicely too, so it looks right. better on stream. Excellent. So it's, so it's like oh my gosh, I, everything just fell in place like super nicely too. So yeah, and. And you know this this also happened because um, I was I was staffing for a convention and I was running tournaments and Kalis was there too, and then I I told I told him um, meet me at the Project Justice station because <laughs> there's a dream there's a Dreamcast there with Project Justice and I played him I'm like if I beat you well you have to run Project Justice yeah. with me <laughs> gambled it all. Money match for running a tournament. <laughs> I did it. I didn't win, but he still did it with me. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that was nice of me. That's the homie. I love that. <laughs> that's true FGC right there. Yeah, but but that's that's essentially like you know what was go what was going on. Yeah, I, right. I I was really hoping that you know like Neo Russell would would run run it again, but he's in Canada, so I don't think he could always come by here all the time. Yeah. And and Pi and Pi Lord, you know, the community lead is is usually busy doing stuff, especially nowadays too. So, so I I guess you know, f for times like this, may maybe someone needs to step up. But I right. I still I still owe it all to like you know, those guys for for making all of this happen because because really without them, I don't think I don't think like a lot of the players would be able to find out about like you know being able to to fight competitively like this. But yeah, now that we have Null DC Bear and Fightcade, there there's so much new more new players come coming to this just because it's it's so much easier now to play online. Yeah. Um I think I, I definitely I think that's awesome. Um because it was it was incredibly difficult to like and I, I feel like this was like a very I feel like a lot of people had this experience where sort of like I remember going to school, I remember going to high school, and it's like, hey, you know, you talk about video games with people, and it's like, hey man, what are you playing? And it's like, you know, this, and, and then he kind of comes up, and you're like, hey, you ever played the Dreamcast? And most people are like, what, what is that? I have a PlayStation, or I have an Xbox. You know, most people kind of, you know, skipped over the Dreamcast, and, and uh, you know, it, and, and just kind of 
showing and introduce like i've always kind of shown and introduced people to these games that like most people had never heard of at least you know in my kind of small community of people and where i live and uh you know um i think that it's amazing what people can do now especially with like emulation and you know fight Kate having like a great server and rollback and, yeah i mean does does and i'm, I'm pretty sure that fight Kate ha too has rollback correct yeah, Flycate has rollback. Yeah, through through Flycast. Um, yeah, Flycast does have rollback. That's 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 one of the coolest things. Like, there there's still some input input drops, but yeah. Oh my gosh, if you think about like just three years ago, dude, times were so different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and like the only real way to kind of get people into the game beforehand was just to be like, hey, come over my house. I'm gonna throw this like tournament. And we're gonna i'm gonna show you guys what project justice and rival schools is and we're gonna get to try out and play these games you know mm -hmm. um that was kind of the that was kind of it but now you know like i had my uh i the person i was playing against like the two people i was playing against uh one's an editor my editor for this this channel and um <clears throat> chewy and i introduced him to project justice through your tournament because i woke up um i would have watch parties through my discord and mm -hmm. like you know, I would I I threw it on and and I I, I went to um, uh, our fighters and read it and they're like, hey, they're throwing a Project Justice disc and like oh, uh, <laughs> they oh my gosh, <laughs> I I didn't expect that people would actually come from a re from a Reddit post. I'm so happy about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw it and I was like, oh damn. But what time are they hosting it? And I I, I think I missed it. But then I just went back the next day and I watched the VOD like before Evo started. And like, you know, I, I you know, I watched all of it and, you know, I had people were coming by to like check out Evo and, and hang out. And so I introduced like a few different people to Project Justice. And then, you know, I had them join Fight K2. And, and then that's why I was like, as soon as I saw the tournament, I'm like, okay, I love this game and I've loved it forever. I want to talk about it on the podcast. So that's, you know, of course, that's why I found you because, you know, that you were the person hosting the tournament through, you know, uh, um, Twitch. And so that's kind of how the, this whole ball got rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, I'm really glad because, like, there, there was a lot of, like, weird difficulties this year. Yeah. That, you know, it, 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 didn't even fe it didn't even feel like it would happen this year, but it actually did. And I'm really glad that, that everyone was... There was still a lot of people that, that showed up, despite everything being announced so late. And yeah, so so it's like, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe... It, it, it really feels like, like Pro Project Justice is really coming back to life. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. And um, uh, for sure, that's like one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is like getting to meet the people that are still keeping a lot of these like niche and obscure games alive when they've kind of always deserved more shine in general. Uh, so like if we, if we can get anybody, you know, listening to this to kind of like jump in, join the discord, join, you know, pick up fight K2, play the game and then realize how great it is. You know, I think that's that's a win, you know. Mm -hmm. join yeah. the community check out the scene all that stuff i mean it's the great thing about fighting games is like the game is out there it's it's complete you can play it now you can play it for the last 10 years or whatever like all you needed is a way to hop on and with like discord and fight kid now it's even easier to play other people and like nerd out about the same thing like it's the coolest <laughs> thing about the internet yeah so um so what, what was it like kind of um you know running 
the Evo side tournament because it seemed like there was a lot that kind of happened, like a lot of like little. You know, you said there were some issues uh, in general. Ah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, there, there's a there's a there's a weird bunch that happened. Okay, so um, in in a personal sense, I believe all of this, all of these issues wouldn't have happened if they if if Evo just let. Vortex Gallery handle the side tournaments again this year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so Evil decided that you know they would they would have the tournaments as the BYOC tournaments, mm -hmm. and that they would they would basically ha you know handle it by themselves. However, you know Street Fighter Street Fighter Six had like seven thousand people there, and I think yeah. they put a lot of the focus on the main tournaments just because there's so many people this year. So yeah, um, there was uh, one of the big main issues is just. Uh, Kind of it, the lack of communication. Um, we didn't, we didn't really, you know, they didn't really get the list of approved games to to run over there mm -hmm. until like the last month before Evo. So a lot, a lot of people had to scramble just to just to you know get all the players getting together, you know, advertise everything and just gather all the materials with it within a month. Yeah, and and yeah, it it was actually crazy because like because like. Even even when that was the case, like you know, there, like a, a bunch of the TOs that you know that run run all the side tournaments, like everyone came, just came together and they <clears throat> they made sure that ev everything would run well for each other. Like for example, like um, when <clears throat> when we were told, okay, um, you you guys got approved, but everyone, uh, like we didn't get like a like a scheduled slot. It, it just says uh, you can run your tournament anytime between. 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. and we we're like, but that how? What if we clash with other people? <laughs> so, so yeah, like, and, and everyone got. I, I mean, it kind of it kind of ha happens sometimes, especially especially last year because there was like 60 plus side tournaments. But wow. yeah, but but like but like but like with, with this, like you know, it's it's just like it's just like you know, maybe we're just gonna throw like, you know, we're just gonna gamble on everyone's times, but. But you know, someone you know, like all of us came together and we just told each other our, our, our times. And then some someone like you know gathered all the times together and all the games together, and they made a website that essentially lists down all the side tournaments. Damn, yeah, shout cool. out to Anime FGC for that because oh, like, oh, wow. yeah, because like the, the thing is, Evil was gonna, Evil was like, was like, okay, we're gonna make a post that that will list down all of the BYLC tournaments. It never happened. Um. <laughs> I had trouble finding all of the side tournament information, and it, if it wasn't for our fighters, I wouldn't have been able to find the Project Justice tournament. And yeah, like people in my Discord coming in and being like, "Oh, they're hosting um, Garo over on this channel," and it's like they are, and it's like sick. I'm gonna go watch. Let's go watch Garo, and you know, then we had like the multi-stream up and everything. But absolutely, it was it was difficult finding. I think it was, yeah, yeah, it I, was. I, it was just like an afterthought, like, or rather, like, you know, I feel like we were just an afterthought this year, <laughs> and we were a, yeah. a bunch of us felt like we were left off to fend off for ourselves. So, which, yeah. which is a bummer, because like Evo is supposed to be the big yearly celebration of fighting games, and like, yeah, yeah you're gonna have your main stage stuff, but I mean, like, like shout out and like show some love to like all the smaller scenes that like this is their year to kind of come together and play with everyone who loves this like random obscure game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give me a mega thread. Give me something that shows me where it all it is, so I can find it easy. 
yeah, I, I really appreciate like all the people that like you know creates these threads, creates these websites, creates these Google Sheets that just has like you know all the inf information that you need. Like th these people are really dedicated to make sure that people do you know you know the, these smaller scenes too get the attention that they they deserve, and I'm really yeah. happy about that. Definitely some unsung heroes. Yeah. Um, and then I I think I didn't get a chance to ask you. I think I might have mentioned it. And I don't know if you had you brought it up because there, there's a lot we've kind of gone gone over. But before we delve into like the gameplay and history, um, mm -hmm. how did you actually get into being a VTuber? Like when did when did that oh, yeah. happen? <laughs> okay, um, it's actually it's 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 actually pretty hard to tell like when it when it all started because like the the first time the first time I've ever used a VTuber avatar was either in 2015 or 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back back before, like you know, it was it was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really a, a popular thing yet. But yeah, like <clears throat> there there were already like you know VTuber avatars that you, you could just you could just get from a program called FaceRig, and yeah. I I kind of did that, but but at the time my computer wasn't as strong yet, and it ate up too much of my resources. So even like 2D games was like lagging for me. So yeah, okay. I'm like oh, I can't I can't I can't really use this yet. <laughs> So yeah, after a few times I after a few times I did that, I, I, I didn't really use it. And then and essentially one day, um I you know, I was like I kinda I kinda wanna get back to this. And so so nowadays there's like a lot of artists that they you know kinda specialize with, with making like <clears throat> you know, making like VTuber models. And but back then, like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't really a popular thing. So I think like in 2018, um, I, I finally found someone, and it, and I'm like, can you can you do this? And I com I and I commissioned them, and I, I finally, and then like one year later, I got my my VTuber avatar, and that was like in 2019, I guess. But I think a little bit before 2019, um, I, no, actually, yeah, I think a little bit before 2019, I, I'm actually, it, the, the whole history is like so confusing, but yeah, I think a little bit before 2019, so there was like this program called like Vroy. No, 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 no. I think it's a year later. There was there was a program called Vroid, which let, lets you like you know create like 3D models. This this model right here is actually a, a Vroid model. But back then, like um, one of my friends tried out Vroid and and basically cre created a 3D version of of my avatar. But yeah, in 2019, that's when I when I got my first one, and then and a year later I got my first 3D one, and then a few year a few years later. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I got this updated 3D one. Um, I I I ended up dating a, a, a 3D artist, and and she made this one for me. Perfect. It all worked <laughs> out, right? It's just brand synergy, right there. United by fate, exactly. Yeah, united by fate. The, the, the whole the whole meeting too is is it's 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 all because of fate too. Because okay, like the thing is like. The, the the reason how I how you met that person is because because okay so like so like I, I was just sneaking into this to, to this one VTuber's chat and I I just saw I was like oh Toho because I love Toho and and and, and someone said oh if it is in the creator of Super Lunchbox Double Laser because 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 I because I, I, I also make indie games and then, and then and and that person found out and then I think if it wasn't for that um like a lot of things would have not happened. I, not even this model so it's like oh my right. gosh how did everything just it just all all play all plays out like i i i think i think if it if it's not for like you know small steps as in hey can i 
if, if no one's running it, I'll, I can run Project Justice. I think I think things would just play out differently in history. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you, it, you gotta be willing to chase the things you like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's great that you stepped up, especially when kind of like no one was sort of there to push Project Justice. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, like. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted I kind of wanted wanted to have my own local too, but it also it also kind of made sense because like you know like wh- when I moved to the states like like you know there wasn't a lot of people also playing Project Justice, so there w- there wasn't a lot of sense I guess. But I would I would have at least loved to like you know play with a few people, even though they were not that good. I, w- I would have loved to teach them. E- also in Guam, like you know the the person that said they would run it for me, dude, I, it's so funny because like <laughs> he's the one who taught me in the end before I left how to run tournament streams. And okay. because of, and because of that, like you know, when when we when we find it when I, when we finally ran Project Justice, I'm like, hey, check this out, and it was like, you're still using the old stuff I gave you from like ten years ago. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's be- it's because you got me this far. <laughs> and then I, fi- I I visited home a few months ago, and he was like, uh, he was like, okay, I'll finally run the Project Justice tournament you've always wanted, but unfortunately, he got sick, so it didn't oh, happen again. Oh. <laughs> germs is always lurking it'll happen <laughs> but, but yeah i it, it was so funny because like um I, I i owe a lot of things to him too because you know he, he he's the one who who he's he was like the main to of like our small island of guam and like he, he runs everything he streams everything and basically like you know a, a bunch of the knowledge that got passed down to me and and because of him too i in the in Forsyth's gallery, I asked him, "Can you commentate?" And he was so hyped too. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so like, I I feel like for the people that do not know or aren't familiar with kind of Project Justice, I, I want to kind of like describe some of like the gameplay aspects of it, and like oh, maybe... and the story. Give me some story stuff too. Oh, I I, I don't know enough about the story. I only kind of <laughs> like covered gameplay. Uh, if if um. I, I don't know if you know any uh, much of, about the story there, uh, uh, chair. But uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna say, the Rifle School series has one of my favorite <laughs> stories in in any fighting game. It's because I'm a really? sucker when it I'm a sucker when it comes to friendship stories. <laughs> uh, l- let me let me just tell you something. Go for it. We we got we got things as. Uh, you want me to? You want me to spoil you Roy's ending? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, so in in Rival Schools one, he starts off as the most racist person ever. <laughs> he's he's going around like, oh, I hate Japanese. These guys are losers <laughs> all the time. And he's it, an American exchange student, right? Yeah, he's an American exchange student, and he hates it there. He hates Japan, and he, he constantly complains about this. Like, why do we even have to investigate this whole problem? I don't care about these people. And then, and soon enough, like you know, you know, as as he goes forward, it, you know, like you know, he's fight he's fighting these people, and then you know, you know, so some of the, the other schools started helping them out, and they're like, and he's like, oh, you guys aren't bad at all. <laughs> and then and then Hinata comes out, and like you know, Hinata comes out and saves them. It's like he's like, oh. Why did he come save us? We tried to kill you once. It's like because we're friends fighting for the same purpose. It's like ah, friendship, huh? Friendship. 
Damn. And then <laughs> shown an anime protagonist arc. Yes. And then in the end, he in the end he like you know like he was beating up the final boss. He's 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 like he's like I don't really care about this country, but you got you you guys are being dicks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> And then, and then you know, at the end, you know, he's like, he's going back to America. He was like, I have to go back to America, but I feel like I have, to, I want to do something more for these people. And then, and then it just gives you a time skip to many years later, and Roy becomes the president, president of the United, United States. States. <laughs> <laughs> and and he was the one that like connected, like you know, the, the, that really strengthened the relationship between mm. Japan and the United States. Mm. <laughs> the real lessons we learned were the friends we made along the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of a lot of these stories are just like you know, like pe people having conflicts with each other, and like you know, they, they get resolved, and everyone just becomes friends, and it's it's real nice. Like, um, like Akira's story is uh, is about like you know, you know, finding his older brother, but she's scared that um that people won't won't like you know help her if it, I mean like you know won't accept her. To like you know go go with her on her quest if they find out that she's just a girl so you know she 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 acts like she acts like a boy instead but in the end everyone just accepted her as like you know as a person and, and she she just made the friends that she wanted along the way too when they find her they find her bro and and yeah like and and you know the the Taiyu school like you know Kyosuke Kyosuke was supposed to be like the the, the backstabber of the group. But then, but then he realized that by hanging out with these people, he's like, "No, this is wrong, dude." And it's like I'm standing by you guys now. <laughs> yeah, that's like mad wholesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like one of the things I, I've I've kind of like heard about this game and kind of love about the idea of this game, um, especially when we're watching other people's like videos about it, is it's cool that they tried to make a fighting game where the characters were like humans. Like, yeah, fighting is the background. But, like, they wanted the characters to be relatable to real people. And because they have, like, kind of, like, normal human like, character arcs, it kind of creates this, like, kind of wholesome game where you can, like, kind of find things to identify with about each character. Yeah. And it's, like, it's weird. It's like, it's, it's, like, weird having a fighting game where not everyone's, like, Superman. But at the same time, it's also kind of cooler because it's, like, okay, like, I can kind of get into this story now, you know? Yes, th that's, that's kind of how I feel, too, like, Every character feels like they have a personality. Like they yeah. all stand out with each other. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, very like strong characterization and uh, super anime aesthetic is, I think it's like, was kind of popular with uh, the creator. Like Itsuno, like seemed like he always brought like an anime aesthetic to everything that he kind of, he made at the time. For yeah. Sure. Um, but um, so... I I don't know what the overarching plot of of the game is. Like I I all I know is that like essentially these schools are, you know, fighting for some for some oh, reason whatsoever. For funding okay, so so for Rival Schools One, basically what's happening is um Justice High School is brainwashing all the students to come to come to their school, mm -hmm. and basically the brainwashed students are attacking other schools so they could brainwash them into coming to their school and because because you know they you know each school is like fighting brainwashed students from other schools they keep thinking that you know hey it's you guys are attacking our school but they they still don't know like who's be behind all of it and in the end they find out that it was justice high school 
and and in the end, Hyo is the one behind it. Be because everyone thought it was the principal behind it, but the principal was also brainwashed by Hyo. <laughs> and and the yeah, the, the principal is Raizo. He's not playable yeah. in Project Justice. Right. But yeah, so like so yeah, the, the the principal was wasn't evil all along. He's Basu's dad, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's the main character's he, he, dad. Yeah, he's not. He's not really. Uh, he, you know, he's he's kind of bit of the the the, the harsh principal. But you know, he's he, he's not really a bad guy. He he he's he's he, oh, in the end, he's just a dad that's just been brainwashed. <laughs> so yeah, and and he he wanted to do that just because he wanted to ha have his army to rule the world. <laughs> Which is a hilarious like thing for someone in high school to want, or you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> but but of course, just just like just like Kiyosuke, like his brother, his brother taught him the. He was like, he was like, oh, but how did you defeat me? And then Kiyosuke was like, Kiyosuke is like, wait, because when I was when I was following your orders, uh, I, I I I felt like something was missing, but <laughs> but. When I fought alongside with these guys, I knew what I was missing, and that's how I was able to defeat you. But it's not over for you yet. You don't. You don't need to brainwash people. You just need friends. And it's like, oh so man. That's what it is. No. <laughs> so yeah, that's Rival Schools one, and then, and then Rival Schools two. Um, like you know, he he was pretty cool. But then there's this other guy from from the same family clan named Kuro, and basically what he did was like he. He, tr he 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 cloned himself into Batsu, and it's called Vatsu. <laughs> and then he started attacking like all the schools and all the friendships that was made th like throughout Rival Schools One. Like was kind of getting shaky because of him. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we must protect friendship. So yeah, so yeah, Vatsu was messing up everyone, and then you know there's there's this girl named momo like you know she, she's a cutesy little girl so like everyone would like you know like help her if she needs it but what she's actually doing is just like it was like it's like those guys are attacking me it's like hey what why are you doing attacking this little girl but you know she's she's actually just trying to mess everyone up and because of that every all the schools like started hating each other again and and, and yet yeah. screw the shamu shemune adoption i want this anime this is amazing <laughs> i would watch the hell out of this yeah, it it like you know, these are some pretty crazy plots. But but yeah, like in in the end, oh, I what what one of the things I kind of like about Rival Schools, I mean like you know Project Justice, is that um, so in in Rival Schools one, like you know you're mostly stuck with the same characters that you use, but like in 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 Project Justice, like you you select characters based on who's available on each chapter. So sometimes you you get like these these chapters where two schools just unite like together, yeah, and like you know fight the final boss, and you you get to see like you know oh these guys like like made up. It's like oh they they finally reunited again, and in the end, um, unfortunate. So so Hio get Hio gets possessed by his dad, and Hio dies. And it's oh, like no. it's like no. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, too, uh, there is a Rival Schools uh, comic. It's actually made. It's made by Udon. U yeah, Spider oh, Udon. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that one I didn't read yet, but I I always I always tell myself I need to get get around this, and yeah, I still haven't. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually thought about reading it because I remember as a kid, I really enjoyed the Street Fighter Udon comics. 
like quite a bit. I would I would go and buy them all the time. I was like very much into it, and uh, yeah, I, I remember the. I think I think the Street Fighter one still holds up. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's not. I don't think it's canon to the actual games or anything. It's just sort of like based off of that. In, I mean, did, didn't they finally confirm in five though that Rival Schools and Street Fighter share the same universe? Because I know yeah. a couple Rival Schools characters show up in five. So yeah. Well, the other thing too is that you know Sakura is in Rival Schools one. Yeah. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, so it was, it was part of the Street Fighter universe, like you know, since the start. Lost. Yeah, it basically, yeah, it's always been in the same universe, and apparently, oh. so is Tekken, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, also the fact that um, Ibuki's uniform from Street Fighter is yeah. is just the Taiyo High School uniform. Hmm. Cool. What, yeah, one of one of Capcom, in my opinion, one of Capcom's strengths has always been its ability to build universes or like world building and sort of being like, oh yeah, that's in the same team. Like, you know, uh, I think the first, my earliest kind of memory is um, like Captain Commando to Final Fight. It's the same. It's in the same city. The first stage is in the same city. It's all Metro City. Yeah. But Metro it's just city. like it's just like a hundred years apart from each other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Captain Commando is has the same fighting style as Guy from Final Fight. Like he's the Bushin Ryu successor. <laughs> you know, stuff like and that. You, and you know, uh, you know, Final Fight is you know, eventually became part of Street Fighter Alpha and now Street Fighter Six, um the the main city is just Metro City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's really cool. And, and um yeah, I, I've always loved that about uh, about Capcom and like their fighting games. They're like, ah, just you know, let's just tie it in, little little sprinkles of things in there. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, but yeah. So like, if you were kind of to describe like the play style of Project Justice and Rival Schools, how would you describe it? Because for me, it really feels like a a one v one Marvel game in a lot of ways. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I, I I actually would tie this game more uh, more as a as a two D fighter, with a bit of three D, <laughs> and, and let's ju let's just say it's like it's mostly a two D fighter, but you can just sidestep, yeah. and sometimes the, the camera rotates too. <laughs> two point five D. Yeah, I, I, well, I I imagine two point five D more as like you know. 2D sprites on the 3D environment. Yeah. But I guess it, I guess you could also kind of view it that way. But yeah, um, I. I'd I'd say uh, it's it's actually hard to describe like Project Justice because it's just its own thing. It's yeah. it's it's really its own thing. It's it's hard to make ties with a lot of other fighting games with with this particular title because like you know there there's not really a lot of titles that has two different launchers. You have a you have a rival launcher that really makes them go high up there, and and you and you got yourself and you got yourself the the mini launcher. Which lets you do a, a smaller air combo, and mm. we, and you know, you you one one of the things I kind of like about this is um, so like you know in Marvel versus Capcom you can just you can call forth your your teammates to do like you know their own supers and then do it together with you. Yeah. What I like about this is that every character has like their own specific animation when it comes to you know like doing a team together. And if you have five bars, you know you you can you can bring your whole team together. And that's that's one of that's one of the things too. Like you know that they did pretty good. Like like you know the the whole the whole story aspect of of rival schools is like you know being together and fighting together. And like you know these like unique animations with all the characters just just makes it like feel so real 
and yeah, so <laughs> it's it's so hard to describe what what this fighter is. It's not it's not Mar it's not Marvel because like you know you you can't con you know, you can't call your teammates like whenever you want. It's not King of Fighters because um if one one character dies, you, they're forced to switch out. It's it's kind of its own thing. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a team fighter, but you don't. It's a team fighter, but not everyone has to fight fight in this. You know, you know, not everyone has to be. Not everyone has to fight. You can just have your down, team yeah. members as like you know your 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 super moves. And, and you know the the reason why I compare it to Marvel is because it kind of has more similarities with it than other. Like of course, since it's its own fighting game. You know, and, and that's one of the problems with, like, trying to kind of pin it down is, and that's what makes it so unique and why there hasn't really been another fighting game like it, really, even, is, uh, to give people a perspective, it's a team-based fighter, like he said. Uh, there, you In Project Justice, you can pick three teammates. In Project, in Rival Schools 1, you can pick two, right? There's launchers, there's air combos, there's, uh, a, like, team assist combos where you can either... Uh, regain health or gain meter and then yeah. there's like of course attacks and then every most people have like two to three supers a piece if I remember correctly does everyone have yeah. like three I think um, of like varying power and then of course you have like a triple team super which is like that's a lot of like similar beats to Marvel but uh, the way it sort of like incorporates like other aspects like tardy combos which is the same thing as like an alpha counter or yeah. you know um uh how do i put it like you don't have to switch you can you can choose to switch out to another teammate at any point like any of your assist characters or you can just keep playing with that one character again if that's like the only person you're good with like for me i'm only kind of good with kiosuke right now so that's that's the only person i play you know, and then, you know, maybe you're losing with one character, you're not feeling it, and then you just, okay, I can't beat this person's Roy. I gotta switch to Natsu, who's more of a zoner. You know, whatever yeah. it may be. Does, does the round end when you lose one character, or is it kind of like uh, kind of like Street Fighter X Tekken, or is it like, like if you lose one character, you just use your remaining two? The, you know? the, game, the game ends when you lose two rounds, or depending on what setting you have there, because yeah. some arcade cabs, like, actually make you make you go up to you know three wins so yeah <laughs> but the, but the, but the but the standard is two wins so whichever character you choose like you don't have to switch out it's not like uh kof where like your character dies and then you switch characters it's just yeah. like if your character dies you can keep playing that same character or you can choose to switch to another one right oh cool yeah. okay yeah. yeah you don't have to switch um, and then, of course, like it's sort of you know like Marvel or even Dragon Ball Fighters, where you can choose characters just because their assist is good, right? Like you want, mm -hmm. like you know, I I'm pretty sure some people choose Tiffany because she can heal you, right? She gives you free health back, and that's I don't know if, if too many characters can even do that. Um, yeah, Cha chairperson is really good for that because she heals both your health and gives you meter. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so, like, I, I kind of noticed that, like, the people I've played so far, they're usually, like, really good with, like, maybe two characters. The third character is always an assist, you know, and, um, but you can choose yeah. to play it however you want. Yeah. So, like, so, like, sometimes some people, too, will have, like, one, you know, only one character that they would play. One, 
what their other you know the other person in their team is the one that they're going to be using for the assist and the other person in their team is the character they'll be using when when you know so like when you do team supers if you do a team super as well you could kind of counter it but it sends one of one of your characters to do like a mini fight it's like a sudden death like who, yeah. whoever gets the first hit will will like either cancel it out or will continue the super so like the other character could also be used as the the counter for that one so August, just to kind of explain that, I, I mean, again, I I don't know if like you, you kind of picked that up, but like let's say you use an assist that heals you. So yep. the other the other player can press a button to send in another teammate, and they will fight, and the first person to hit the other person will cancel out that healing, or like if they hit first, like if your enemy hits oh, you first, can, so you can you can fight assist with assist. Yeah, yeah. assist assist <laughs> with assist. So that cool. so that like the first person to make contact with the other will cancel the 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 healing or the healing will succeed if you hit them first so there's nice. like little things like that that kind of i think that's a project justice thing only thing right i don't think that is that in is that in yeah. rival schools no no it's project justice only because in right. rival schools it's only two characters yeah it's mm -hmm. only two so huh. like in in project justice now there's three so you can kind of use the third character to cancel it out <laughs> yeah um and it, it's always kind of wild too because um, when I think of rival schools, like it, it, I don't know if that's a more broken game than Project Justice, but um, it is. Yeah, there's so many characters that have infinites. It's kind of why it's kind of why rival schools isn't played that so much. It's just because it's so broken. Like once you play rival schools, you're gonna be like, oh, this feels like the experimental. You know, they're just yeah. experimenting on things. And Project Justice is where they really got it down. Yep. Um, and sort of the other thing too is like August to give you perspective. Think of Marvel versus Capcom, right? You know, Marvel versus Capcom's a pretty crazy game. Yep. That game has like what three to five bars of meter, right? Rival yep. Schools has nine bars of meter. Yeah, nine. <laughs> nine. <laughs> so think of right. it like that. With assists, with supers, it's like constantly like action packed, like full of damage, like you know, type yep. game. Whereas like project justice they're like whoa this we got to tone this down the you know and then so they brought it back down to five bars of meter but yeah and and everyone has infinites too so if you get if you get hit confirmed you know sometimes you're just be like okay that's it i lost <laughs> put the controller down just watch the combo drop. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, sort of like I was thinking too, you know, while I was kind of writing this, you know, making my notes and kind of making the docket for the, for the podcast is that how much I have like an affinity for this era of fighting games because of how experimental it was Amazing. in terms of, of like, you know, early two thousands, late nineties, uh, you know, kind of uh, fighting games where you don't, I feel like I don't see stuff. I, I, I don't Everyone have the was trying same... on new mechanics back then. Yeah. And and maybe it's nostalgia. Maybe it's rose-covered glasses. But I don't feel like games are really like this anymore where it's like, I don't know. I, I, you never really kind of get those, like, it's hard to for people to duplicate that feel of those early 2000s games. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I, yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. Yeah, sorry. What was that? No, no. I mean, like, look at Power Stone. Like, how many people have tried to recreate a Power Stone game? And they it just, none of them can really feel as good as power stone one have you ever noticed that like there, there's yeah. like, there's um people have tried like multiple times and just none of them like really hit the same um and you know um even like sort of 
uh, like Star Gladiator and all of these games, they've kind of been left to, to the sidelines in a lot of ways. Like, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get a collection of those like early, late '90s, early 2000s, uh, like fighters and like Capcom games. It feels like Capcom has just kind of like forgotten about them or you know left them off to the wayside. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. Like, um, that's why um, there there's like this myth where it's like Street Street Fighter Five was is the place for Capcom IPs to die. Because <laughs> if 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 one of the IPs show up there, that means your their game is never gonna ever show up again. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just like just like Rival Schools, unfortunately, with Akira being there, I was happy at least though. That yeah, they, her moveset that they, was they cool. Remember. Like yeah. she had some, like crazy air combos. She'd like combo you up like twenty feet in the air, and I'm like, oh man! Like, I hope that comes back in six. Like, it would look crazy, yeah. but like, I just I thought some of that was so cool. Um, but yeah, like I totally agree with Matt about that that early two thousands era. Like, it felt like because games were kind of cheaper to make, but like they were still kind of high creativity and people like uh trying willing to try stuff out. You got so many like weird and unique um you know, uh, fighting games and fighting game mechanics that, like, you just don't see companies taking risks on anymore. Um, yeah. Like, you got your, your Fate Unlimited codes. You got your, like, um, uh, Arika Street Fighter EXs. Like, you got just so many, like, unique, weird things. Yeah, like, because that's the thing, too. Like, um, I, I really think Capcom is too is too afraid to make any risks with any other with any other fighting game like you could see yeah. them like you know like they're like for for capcom pro tour it's like you know just just do street fighter and yeah. and just what just about every other you know every merch that they do especially like you know when they're when they're partnering up with with different stores like uniqlo it's all it's all just street fighter basically all they just want you to do is play street fighter that's it yeah i, I mean unfortunately i think it's sort of like um if we were ever to see it it would be bundled with something else like they're not they're not going to sell you like you know um project Ju like maybe they could do like a digital thing where they just sell like project justice or, or rival schools in like uh like they did on the ps3 you know actually was that a japan only game the the rival schools on on, on ps3 or ps1 ps1 to PS3. um i have no idea it, it's it's okay but um your point is you're gonna see like you're gonna see remasters before you see reboots. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think if we were ever to see like a collection, my my kind of my hope at at one point was that well, remember when they released the beat 'em up collection and then they released that Darkstalkers collection, and I was hoping that they would kind of decide to release like an early aughts, late '90s collection of like these obscure PS1 Dreamcast fighters. Or like these games that Capcom made for the Dreamcast that haven't seen the light of day, but I also think it's difficult because the Dreamcast didn't sell that well, so not many people mm -hmm. really are familiar with these titles. And I think it was like near the tail end of like that golden age of fighting games where everybody had to make a fighter, and then they kind of like people got burned out on like you know Super Street Fighter Two, you know hyper fighting, you know and. I think they kind of, you know, we're doing too much, you know, especially with with them uh, releasing at sometimes like two versions of Darkstalkers in the same year. You know, they did that. Yeah. It, and then the next year they released Darkstalkers 2 and then another version of Darkstalkers 2. You know, it's very confusing. Um, so it's kind of what people complained about with the like, 
you know, Marvel three, Ultimate Marvel three, yep. Street Fighter four, Ultimate Street, or, you know, Omega Street Fighter four. Like, mm-hmm. like people like hate different versions of the same game because it's like, well, why can't there just be normal DLC? Why do I have to buy a whole other game? You know, for sure. Um, but um, and you know, and, and so, uh, and I think I kind of I made some other connections as well, and I, I kind of didn't even put two and two together. But growing up and, you know, experiencing all these different games like Star Gladiator, like Rival Schools, like Power Stone, I didn't know that they're all made by the same person. Yes, they are. <laughs> Devil May Cry, largely like Devil May Cry 2 to 5, all made by the same person. It's insane. Uh, you know, they like those those era fighting games had sort of like the same like signatures that the creator put into the game like they have an easy combat uh, combo system they have like pr- they're like proto 3d fighters they have an anime aesthetic you know for like you know that that ps1 dreamcast ps2 era and they're all made by hideaki itsuno i did not know this and I, I went through and I looked through this man's catalog of games that he had worked on. And it's literally the golden age of, of fighting games. Like this this man made, helped make, you know, he either directed or helped or planned all of these games, which was like Street Fighter Alpha, Rival Schools, Power, Power Stone 1 and 2, CVS 1 and 2, Dark Stalkers Chronicles, um, uh, you know, Capcom Fighting Evolution, eh, you know, hey. <laughs> um uh devil may cry two two through five dragon's dogma this dude's amazing and uh you know i i think it's really cool that you know sort of like i made that connection of like it's like if you didn't realize like steven spielberg y- you know made i don't know like uh Back to the Future and uh, like Indiana Jones and like you're like you love these movies for so long and you kind of made that connection of like oh yeah this is why I like them because it's that style of you know of this yeah. one person um <clears throat> but yeah uh, so I guess he kind of had you know uh, let's see here uh, he he wound up making um, Rival Schools because he wanted to make uh, a 60 FPS game because originally Star Gladiator was only in 30 FPS and I would learned this a little while ago and he had joined the Capcom and gotten a job there because specifically he was a f- person who loved fighting games which I thought was kind of really cool I mean it makes perfect sense right <clears throat> yeah um, definitely so I mean he, this guy was pretty much the person that had pioneered the polygon like 3D based fighters that we know the experimental fighters that we know Capcom for because let's face it at the time there was a little bit of a drought fighting games had sort of always been 2D and we, we kind of were entering the 3D era and Capcom said hey look we need to kind of progress fighting games we need to start experimenting with them. Which is why you have, like, you know, like I said, Power Stone Rival Schools. And then, you know, you had fighting, I mean, um, Street Fighter EX. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They all kind of, like, you know, had sort of a similar, you know, that that sort of experimental style. Yeah, Um, that's the thing I liked about it. It was experimental because, like, you know, the the popular 3D fighters at the time was, like, Virtual Fighter and and Tekken. And the... The, the way those games operate are are, are kind of more different while while Capcom kind of kind of stuck to their guns with like you know like like very very like you know 
impossible to do things in real life fighting. No. <laughs> like, launching people in the air. They, they, they basically kept, like, a lot of the feeling from 2D fighting games into, into 3D. And that's why yeah. it still feels like a 2D fighting game to me. Yeah, it's, it's like an anime 3D fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, I honestly... Yeah, I, I personally consider Project Justice a 3D fighter in the same vein as Tekken or even Virtua Fighter 3, which I, I don't know. You, you did, did you ever play Virtua Fighter 3? Sure yeah, I did. did. It, it also kind of like had the same sidestep button that uh, Project Justice had. Where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you just, you know, hey, you had a sidestep button. Well, actually, it didn't have a sidestep button, but, uh, it, like, you know, it, it was, uh, you, it had a sidestep button. You pressed up or down. It went in the same direction. It was a little bit smoother than Project Justice, but I feel like that's kind of, like, expected with, like, how well Sega was making their kind of 3D fighters at the time. Yeah, we, we had we had Virtua Fighter 2, by the way, as one of the prizes for EVO. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Virtua Fighter 2 uh, for... Yeah, like, for the Sega Saturn. Oh, wow. Okay. Dang. Um, uh, speaking of which, I meant to ask you, uh, have you guys ever thought about um, like, ha like just getting a Sega Naomi and then, you know, like running it through that? I have a Sega Naomi. Oh, you have a Sega <laughs> Naomi. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we I, I also have the thing that lets you like you know pl plug in like you know with, with a U with a USB fight stick on it. Oh okay. So so yeah. you you have like a consoleized version of that game. Kinda, kinda yeah. I still have to net boot it, net, net boot it though. So like you know, <laughs> it, it might be, I I I still don't know how I'm gonna set that up for like events. But yeah, I we have Project Justice on Naomi. <laughs> Uh, is that so? So, what is the like? Oh, and I know you had talked a little bit about this, but we had talked about tournament standards and how it was different in each region. Do you want to go over like the different, but like the regional differences between each game? Yeah, um, it's it's not real. It's not really rules. It's it's more like you know, like like just just how just how things are going on with with like you know each region. Um, for but but there are there is a bit of a difference because like um. Over here, there there are like you know one of the rules that we that we we try to enforce is that we you cannot use the the Kyosuke air glitch. When when I watch like some of the tournaments over there in Japan, some people are still doing it, but I don't think they're doing the one where he you know he does it like twice in the air and he just timer scam people. Right. Most of the time, when I see people do the Kyosuke air glitch, it's just once and people could still get him get them out of it. So yeah, so that's like one of the big things. Um. And, Another one is um, I I think this was this was originally enforced by Pylord because <clears throat> like I think in any other regions you're allowed to do you're allowed to do like you know infinite loops as much as you want but for but for for tournaments here in the U.S. Um, Pylord like had a rule that says um, you can only do, you can only do the the infinite loop once so like if you if you're gonna if you're gonna I think it's either once or twice because like. Because Hideo and Hideo, Roberto and Roy, like, kind of have like you know these loops, and basically you can only you can only do them like either only once or twice. So yeah, <laughs> that's 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 one of the rules that was a bit enforced here. I'm I'm not I'm not sure uh, I, I'm not I'm not sure like what what originally led to, led to the decision of that. But mm -hmm. I mostly but when I run the tournaments, I ba I basically run off off of that rule set because that's the one that everyone plays in. 
um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see why you would do that too. Because like, what if you're a newer player and you just you know you say I I'll give this game a try. It looks really cool. And then someone just like hits you with an infinite like the first time you start playing, and you're like, I'm never playing this game again. It's so bad. And, like you just don't. <laughs> you know, you're probably not gonna give it another chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's but at the, yeah. Oh, we're, sorry. What were you saying? No, I was about to say I I'm kind of okay with it too because um it, the the infinites are actually very difficult to do the inputs for. It's it's, it's strict. The the, the timing on that is like very strict, so it's it's pretty hard to pull off. So I I'm not sure if you, you'll see it a lot anyway, though. <laughs> as, as someone who's interacted with like kind of like new players to the scene or players that you know were born way after the game came out but hopped in and started playing, like what do you think is most attractive to them to cupping in the game? And like, how do you kind of be like, okay, this is what you need to learn, but like, you know, you you have some time to learn it. Like, like, how do you think that that culture kind of keeps them invested? Yeah, um, I th I th I think it's just the accessibility of the, of the game. I I think. I think Project Justice actually does well with like you know the accessibility because a lot of the characters in this game is like pick up and play. There's just a few exceptions for a few characters where you do need to spend some time with it, but it's it's actually pretty easy to you know just just understand like how how the game actually works. Like kind of you guys like you guys started playing it again and you and you guys were already able to pick up a lot on a lot of things. Yeah. A lot. Another thing too is um you know, it's the coolness factor too. Like one of the things that I've realized is that there's there's a lot of people that that has been watching like you know these tournaments and and they love the game, and it's it's just because of how cool the game actually is. Like you know like you guys were talking about like you know that that like 2000s feel yeah. with with fighting games and like how these characters just feel so unique and they have so much personality. I think that's like one of the things that that really brings in like a lot of these players, and they 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 they, they just kind of want to keep playing because like you know it's like oh this game just feels so cool. I think I think that's like one of the strong factors is just you know making making sure that the game does feel cool for someone too. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of games have a vibe to them, definitely. Not only a vibe, but just like you you said it right on the head. You said the feel like it, it it's the game the games don't feel like anything i've ever played like each one of itsuno's games it has like this unique feel to it and i, I would say like that's that's the one thing that stops me from playing that power stone clone it's because i know it's never it's never gonna feel as good like i'm just gonna go play power stone one why would i why would i want to play this other game other that you know that's sort of like it i could go on you know fight kate and so like, yes yeah. this, this, oh sorry what was that Oh no! I was just gonna say, um, that's that's actually like one of the things that some people had with like you know, Smash Brothers clones. There's there's people that's you know there's like newer like games that that kind of play like like Smash Brothers, but some people are are saying like this this one plays way too similar to this game. Why should I play this this game if I could just play the original one? Yeah. Yeah, and it's usually the ones that feel, you know, like feel like there's a lot more going on with them. That's that sets it set, sets it apart from like you know the the, the Smash Bros games. Then that's why th those guys would actually stick to those games more because they they have their own unique feel. It's just like with Project Justice, like this one just feels, it, it just feels like no other thing. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. The skill floor to having fun is low. Like you can get in and immediately start enjoying yourself. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's that's great too. The the skill floor for this game is just, it's it's pretty low. Like I I literally taught someone like like how to play, and within a week I I made them like com compete in a tournament, and they they got pretty far. 
they got pretty far. <laughs> yeah, th there was a lot to kind of like. I would say like at first the once you play it enough, like there you kind of realize like some of the the interesting choices that kind of happen, and I would say one of them would be the fact that there's a low and high grab that really kind of oh. like causes a like a sort of mix-up scenario of, and makes grabs kind of dangerous to i think we talked about it a little bit i said you know grabbing is really dangerous in this game um and it's because if if you grab high someone can crouch tech you and then you get launched right yeah uh, and, and so it's sort of like it it i feel like it takes more frames of animation to be able to like run up crouch grab than it would be to run up and grab you know what i mean it really didn't <laughs> uh and it feels like by the time i'm already crouching and trying to grab somebody i'm probably getting launched already so it's sort of yeah. you know uh, that's sort of like interesting like little dangerous mix-up where modern street fighter games if you don't know uh you can basically just whether someone's crouching or not for the most part you can grab them yeah. just by pressing two buttons yeah, and I, I think I think it kind of adds on to like the additional mind games of this game. <laughs> that's sure. why that's why when we when we do the tournaments, like when someone gets a grab, it, it feels more like a it kind of feels like a bigger deal than what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure, and and like that's why I think like I noticed too, like you you kind of realize like when we were playing, I noticed that you jumped a lot and that in that in itself makes jumping more valuable than um, than sort of like, you know, going for tick grabs or, or something like that because like if someone's crouching or crouch teching, you know, you, you, you're probably going to have to you're probably going to have to jump in on them, I would imagine. Um, yeah. So, so, so jumping is a bit stronger in this game compared to a lot of other games. But, yeah. but you know, there there are still a lot of counterplays. Like for example, um, like like Kalis, um, he he loves playing Zaki, and Zaki is strong in the air. Like like her her heavy punch like just does so much hit stun, and she could she could basically combo into anything just as long as you get the hit the, the hit confirmed. Yeah. But you know, there's once someone knows how to ca call someone out like on the air especially like you know what i was doing on you i was doing a lot of air grabs yeah once 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 you're able to figure out like you know how to call someone out in the air like you know it, it changes the, the whole mentality as well there's yeah. there's just there's just so many different ways to play like even even though there's you know like a lot of the combos are you know kind of bit of on the same on the same side it just feels different with like every interaction that you you try to do and like each person does have their own play style too and you really could feel it yeah like even playing like you as momo like where it was like oh man momo is like a different animal altogether where it feels like she's just this rushdown character who has like these insane aerial combos and i don't know <laughs> she she's well, very different than everyone else but um uh oh damn yeah, no, I, 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 I feel like I, I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah, the, the, the game's really fun. Um, and I would say that it was interesting to see how, like, you mixed up your launchers and, you know, you would you would be able to, like, mix up your launchers with your air grabs with certain characters. And I noticed that that was, like, one of your, your kind of things was the characters you always played always have an air grab. Yeah, 
So, 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 he, so here's the thing. Like, um, so, sometimes, sometimes, what what I try to do is I try, I, I try to mix up people, and like, you know, they're they're gonna be like, should I tech out of the air now, or should mm -hmm. I tech out of the air later? Because if they if they tech out of the air now, if they don't react to like an air grab that I'm gonna do, they're gonna get air grabbed. But if they if they if they don't tech now, they're they're still gonna be vulnerable for more combo hits because they're just in you know the hit stun st state. So yeah, you kind of have so you kind of have to think about when you also have to, you have to you have to also tech out and whether or not you're you're gonna attack or if if you're just gonna block everything in the air yeah. so yeah it, there's there's a lot more things that goes on just just for getting back on the ground <laughs> the mind games so to be clear because i i think you had mentioned it while we were playing i had i think i had asked if i could tech in the air like if i could yeah, tech perhaps okay because i've never successfully done it yet I've never like <laughs> I, I thought I could predict the grab like I knew the grab was coming, but I was never able to tech it successfully. It, it felt very difficult. But I mean then again we're playing online and I, I don't know. Yeah, well I, I feel like maybe that could be one of the factors, but you know you you just gotta have you you just gonna have to time it right too. <laughs> yeah, true. It felt very fast. It very like as soon as you're in the air, it feels like you know you're just sort of like. Is the tech window smaller? Yeah, because because there's no there's no like startup grab animation. It just happens. Yeah. And if you and if if, yeah. if you don't if you don't land the grab, it just becomes a light or a heavy move. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, what were you saying? You said is the is the grab? Yeah. Is is the tech window smaller for air grabs? I actually have no idea. <laughs> I just know it happens so fast. <laughs> yeah. Grabs with no startup animation are like hard anyway to tech because then you're just it just happens, you know? You just gotta you gotta you gotta know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we only have a couple more things here. Um so the future of Project Justice and Rival Schools, right? Um I, I wanted to bring this up because uh, I read this here. In two in two thousand twelve Itsuno had hinted that he wanted to bring back rival schools and Capcom versus SNK, and he wanted to see a revival. Um, of course, he also talked about bringing back Devil May Cry, which of course we knew became Devil May Cry 5. Um, if you, you know, of course he wanted to recreate the influence that Street Fighter 2 had on the genre, which I mean, I feel like that's a real tall order, and I don't know if that's, hey man, more power to him, but um. If you were to have a Project Justice 2.5, or, or or like a Project Justice 2, what would you want to see in that game? What would you want to see different from the previous iterations? Um, <laughs> I I wish that Project Justice has the same amazing music quality as Rival Schools One. <laughs> oh, is the is Rival Schools have a better soundtrack? I I honestly think so. Yes, I think I think like Project Justice has a good soundtrack, but mm -hmm. Rival Schools One, it, it just it's just so mind blowing in co compared to the quality. Because Project Justice is good, but there's so many tracks in Rival Schools One that's just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And <laughs> and yeah, that's I think that's one of the things that kind of wish it has. Um, another thing that I, I wish it, Project Justice also has is. Is voice acting because um, Rival Schools One has voice acting, but in Rival Schools Two, the the story mode doesn't have voice acting. Oh, that's okay. So, in story mode, you want like voice acting? 
in particular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you surprised I'm talking about the single player content more? <laughs> uh, no, I guess I guess not. But I, um, no, I can see that. I would love to see like a whole like animated like you know like it's sort of in my opinion it's sort of like um you know how garo they, they're making like city of the wolves or mm-hmm. or is it is it city of the wolves or city of wolves um, Wolf. yeah so there i was expecting them to go back to the pixel art that they had in the original game oh mm-hmm. but that's not gonna yeah. happen they're just they're just taking they're porting over <laughs> the yeah. uh the the king of fighters 15 animations so what I would love them to do is I want them to take like the art style from the intro of Rival Schools 1 and then just, you know, you know, have that be the story mode. Like have them make yeah. a whole anime. That would be really cool. Even if yeah, it's like, 3D, you know. I I wish Project Justice has like, you know, the the animated cutscenes of of Rival Schools 1. Yeah. Like I really I really wish they had that. But yeah, like things like that is amazing. I don't I don't think having having pixel art sprites for for Project Justice two point five would be the right choice though because I feel like I feel like they cemented the fact that they are a three D game. Like yes, I think that's yeah. a big part of their their like personality. But yeah, like I, you know, actually I think I I know I know what Pro- Project Justice two point five would need. Sure. It would it would need the school life simulator that both of the games had <laughs> that that was removed from the english release <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that you have to like take tests and stuff and other oh my god yeah because like i feel like i feel like that, that was actually a good chunk of like the personality of the game like okay here's the thing i feel like i feel like um like like okay street fighter 6 like you know they, they were like well, teaching you how, how to do things on like their story mode like Rival Schools 1 kind of did that with Hayato. Yeah. So, like, when you're doing, like, your, your school life dating simulator, like, you know, you're you're just going through, like, you know, your, your, your regular school life. And, and Hayato would be sometimes there just, like, teaching you how to fight. And I think that's where you kind of learn, the you know, what moves you assign for your character as well. So I kind I kind of like that premise that like, it's like you know a visual novel, not just like you know learning about the characters, learning about the setting, but also but also like becoming stronger yourself and and learning how the game works. And I think I think that I think that that's a really good premise that need that they definitely need to bring back. Even because I I think they removed that because it kind of kind of didn't really appeal to like the West. But yeah. I think I think now is a good time to do that. Yeah, and no, I, I I love the progression of like Capcom story modes, um, just because I think they've all been cool. Like, I didn't like SF4 have like like animated like anime style cutscenes. I thought that was cool. Um, I, I actually like I know no one played it, but I actually thought Capcom's five like fully Mortal Kombat like let's do was just in a, a story mode story mode was a really cool idea. I mean, like the game had one big linear story, and like it, you know if you played it, everyone got to see it. Yeah. Um, and even six is like. Yeah, let's kind of be Shemu and just have like a live-in story mode where like, yeah, it's a story, but it's also a world that you go around and do stuff in. Also really cool. So like any of those options would be kind of sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a definitely yes. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool too if they added back in the mini games that they had in Rival Schools 1 just to kind of like mix it in there. Like, yeah, I think whether there was like, couldn't you like play baseball or like tennis yes. or something like that? You. Momo wasn't in Rival Schools One yet. Uh, actually, they, they were thinking of a tennis character for like Rival Schools One, but mm-hmm. they they scrapped her, and it's so funny 
Because like if you look at the original sketches, the tennis character was supposed to be like this big buff girl. And Project Justice happened, and Momo is such a tiny little girl. <laughs> well, well, what, if, what if in like uh, you know pro, you know Project Justice Two, they just bring Momo back, but she's an adult now, and she's this buff lady? What if they just That's what I'm gonna ask. Like, would, you, would you want them to have done like a, a time skip, kind of like Street Fighter did, where like the high school characters are adults now, or would you want it to be like a new set of high schoolers, or like what, what would you? <laughs> you want rival schools' kids? <laughs> I mean, Momo is a high schooler, though. So she's just she's just really short. She's she's using her young appearance to just basically fool everyone. Okay. That's like the whole premise of her character. But yeah, it's 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 still pretty funny though because um, <laughs> she she started off as like you know tricking everyone, and you know she she actually became a good friend at the end of the the, the story. <laughs> of course, friendship. Yeah, it, it is friendship game SMH. Power but yeah, I, I, re I really wish like Project Justice Two would happen. I, I'd say if if they're gonna bring it back, I feel like I feel like nowadays is actually a good time for them to do it. I think so too. Yeah, cause like if, if you think about it, like um, you know, like Street Fighter finally brought back like the appearance of Akira just to remind people that rival schools exist, and there are people that do play Akira. So like you know they're like oh oh yeah rival schools that's that's really cool, and you know sometimes sometimes they just bring like rival schools references for here and there, and you know people do are aware that you know this this franchise exists, and now you know we we've been doing we've been doing um right like you know Project Justice in like in like Evo and not and not just Evo here. But like the past few like evil Japans, like you know, it's it's happening too. Yeah. And I, I can I can really say that you know the, the the growth of how many people are playing Project Justice is is actually increasing. Like you know you know Fightcade bringing rollback. There's more more and more people showing up now for Project Justice. And yeah. it's not it's not just like you know in the U.S. region, but but also like basically every region here in the u.s too like you know there's there's more and more players that's that's basically joining remember like i was like saying i i didn't think we would get a lot of players because it was pretty late but we got a lot of players this year yeah and and it's 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 kind of like that there 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 is a steady increase increase of like interest for for this series and more more and more people are finding out about it too like like there's there's a lot of people like you know watching the evil streams that never knew about project justice and this happens every year they're like i never knew about project justice but i love this game so much now yeah so yeah there so like you know there's there's more and more there, there's more and more interest coming into it and like also in japan like you know the, the interest there is is kind of steady because like they have multiple game centers there yeah. and they they hold tournaments there like every other week or something there's at least one tournament that happens there like every month and there's always a lot of people that show up there like their turn, their tournaments over there are much larger than here in the here in the U.S. And that's because you know they they have an active like arcade scene there. Like arcades yeah. are always thriving, no matter like how old your games are. There are always going to be players there. You know, one of the one of the cool things I find about I find cool about one of their game centers is that the Project Justice arcade cab has a Dreamcast controller too. If you'd rather play on a yep. Dreamcast controller, <laughs> yeah, Mikado Game Center. I real I want to go there one day, but yeah, like. That that that's that's basically like how it is in Japan. Um, you know, they, they they like I said, they have multiple game centers. They have TRF, they have Nakano, yeah, the TRF Nakano. They they have Game Center Will. They have they have um, Mikado Game Center. Like 
there's just so much and then like you know when evil japan happens all all of these guys come together and there's there's a lot of them one thing i, I find i find i find surprising though is that um in evil japan it's best out of one <laughs> oh yeah wow yeah that, that was a big surprise i was like oh my gosh these these matches are happening so fast but the tournament still took long because there's just so many people there right there's a lot of people that's interested in, in project justice there and yeah like one of the things I, I i like about it is that um so so i was i was looking into too like you know like <clears throat> the, the, like so japan is like I, I feel like japan's like the strongest in terms of project justice and then korea is like you know like kind of side by side there and and i i know korea also plays a lot but nowadays they just play in like in like you know fight cave but sometimes they they just they just gather like all the project justice like like players in korea and they either just i think they just play at some guy's house too and they they just have like th these big exhibition matches and they're and they're like super strong and then sometimes and there are a few times where they they all go to japan together as like a team and yeah. they they just do they they just fight against people at like you know Mikado Game Center or something because I found pictures of like Team Japan and Team Korea together. I'm like, oh my god! Oh, those competitions so are super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, if it, it really feels like like whoever is like you know basically anyone that plays Project Justice, it, they they actually feel close. Like like even even like with with Evo, like I, I felt I felt like there's a very tight knit feeling of community like um yeah. we we have we have the last year we have someone from third place like you know from mexico and he he comes over here and he he, he gave he gave all the people involved in running the tournament like these these mexican snacks i'm like but yeah. it's like you're, you're like giving this to us like your family is like i appreciate you guys this i love project justice so much That's <laughs> and so i'm like cool. oh my gosh but yeah like it's great like you know we we also have players from canada like you know the, the first project justice tournament in evo was mm -hmm. from was from canada i mean, like you know it was ran by people from canada it was from Tokyo, toronto top years and and recently i just found out that like um so so remember I, like i said like I, I originally played project justice in the philippines right so so recently like like all of the project justice like arcade cabinets just like in the united states like they're all gone in the philippines i I've, I've i visited like a while ago and i was like oh where's all the project justice players and 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 basically like um they're, they're still playing actually because um just just a few days ago actually like literally on friday um i had someone check out out of all places a game developer expo and there was a there was a project justice setup over there, and there were there were competitive players playing. I'm like in a game developer expo? No way! <laughs> and 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 I was so happy about that. I was like, you guys still exist? And then and you know I was I was talking to them, and I, I got I got like a bit of history. Basically, like what happened is so so Philippines have like you know like like their own like little evo but it's not evo but it's i'm just calling it that because it's like it's like their biggest tournament it's right. called it's it's called um um what was like rev major there we go it's it's yep. a really big tournament and and basically like like years ago like like the person that was that brought that um competitive that that dreamcast so like they, they run it like a business that they they just bring like you know retro retro systems so it's and their favorite game just happens to be like like project justice so they set up project justice there and they and they found someone who's really skilled there and they were like 
wait, there's, wait, it's there's strong players and they try it out for themselves and they 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 got they got whooped and they're like, oh my gosh, we have to bring this back. So, so it's so it's pretty funny because like um they, like like recently they've been trying to get get people to to you know to to come start playing this game again and you know when when they gather people there's at least like 10 people that they're able to get and it's not just that but i also found out that there's there's also people from a different region that's also kind of doing the same so people in the philippines are also like you know trying to get back and and play project justice again yeah. and i and I'm actually really happy about that because I I have a mission of trying to find out who was that one player who keeps whooping me at Project Justice when I was a kid, <laughs> and I have no idea who You're that gonna is. Find him. Yeah, you gotta find your rival. You gotta find your Gary Oak. It was a purple Momo, and I I have to find him. I, I wanna know I wanna know if I become stronger already. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um... That's actually one of the secret reasons why I run a Evo. I'm like, you will find if him. I run, if if yeah. I. If I run this, maybe I'll find him. But it still hasn't happened. But yeah, if you build I'll, it, I at least have a, I at least have a lead now. Like I, I actually have, I actually recently found out information. It's like, oh, it was, I was like, do you know any of the players that play at at this particular mall? They're like, oh yeah, I kind of know. But some of them already have their own families. I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> do be like that. It's just like it's just like Thanksgiving or or like Christmas or something like that in the Philippines. I hear there's like a knock at the door, and then like this this man goes over the door and like opens it up, and there's like chair G tables like with a Dreamcast, and he's like, "We're gonna play," and then like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's yeah. and that's that's the Christmas that's your Christmas gift is beating this man, and then you can then he just like dies and then fades away. It's like uh, just like Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> He's gone to the ethos, so I can finally yeah, I, die. I, I'm gonna be like, you don't remember me, but I was that kid that was trying to copy your Momo moves. <laughs> Damn, that's cool. <laughs> Dude, some of them uh, I gotta come out for a retirement just to play some Project Justice. That's awesome. Yeah, I I I was just so happy. Like I I thought like I thought like Project Justice was like nowhere now in the Philippines, but but it still is. Um, there, there's, there's a few people that are not even in like you know the project, you know, wasn't even Project Justice like players, but like th there are friends I made back home that I basically just taught them how to play, and I'm like, oh, you guys, you guys are strong. The, one of them got pretty close to beating Evil Champion actually, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys are making me proud. You guys gotta show up here one day. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. It's awesome to see old games get their shine finally, uh, and and like just still be played, still be talked about. I think that's one of the best parts about, you know, fighting games versus you know the FIFA's or the games playing every year. You know what I mean? Like this game still has a culture, you know, years later. Uh, yeah. Just it's, a, it's a complete thing. It's a complete game. It's not like a game of the year, or game of the week. It's just like no, it's a game. Let's still play it. You know. Yeah, like, like, th like this game, like, you know, it, it really does stand out. I think, I think it's just un one of the unfortunate facts that, you know, the Dreamcast really didn't do well. So, and yeah. the fact that Capcom really only cares about, you know, the, the crossover series and Street Fighter for their <laughs> for their fighting games. I mean, you say that, but then again, we haven't seen CVS two since uh, since the the PlayStation three. Like, what else is it on, really? I mean, like even uh. <laughs> even like they had to get. I mean, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Arcade, Arcade one, one up. up. Yeah, for yep. for like you know Marvel versus Capcom. 
too. <laughs> so it's like it's like and that took and that's like six hundred dollars for that game. Um, yeah. And even then, I was, I was looking up uh, prices for Project Justice on the Dreamcast, like an actual hard copy, and it's probably like around three four hundred dollars for like an in case, like with booklet, you know, copy of the game, which yeah. is pretty absurd. Yeah, both Project Justice and Rival Schools is pretty expensive. Yep. Um, and But yeah, so um, kind of like r- wrapping up here, um, you can find Project Justice for a lot cheaper on Fightcade 2. In fact, there are other people you can actually play with it all, all across the internet unless you have a nice local there, in which case, you know, much blessing to you. Or hey, maybe even think about holding a, a local of your own. Maybe have, you know, have some tournaments at your house. Yeah, there's actually people now here too in the U.S. that have been holding locals. I'm actually happy about that. For Project Justice, that's awesome. Yes, yes. There's like, there's like, there, there was like a local that had like 20 people in Florida. Yeah. I was like, what? I, I was so, I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh. It, like I said, it's really happening again. Yeah. Things are happening. Um, and and for those of you that do not know, like Fightcade Two is basically an online server that hosts hosts multiple classic fighting games. Uh, and your best bet to kind of like getting into that is uh, like looking up some YouTube videos on how to like how, how to get the auto script downloader. Make sure you check that out because it makes getting games a lot easier. You don't have to find your ROMs um, uh, allegedly. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, I'm, I'm really glad that these games are getting the second win that they are getting. And of course, don't forget, guys, to follow uh, Chair G Tables and uh, join the Project Justice slash Rival Schools Discord. Link will be in my description of the podcast or the video on my YouTube channel. Um, also, guys, uh, if you have not followed the channel yet, uh, uh, please, you know, follow us on Twitch, follow us on YouTube. Hey, uh, every follow helps the channel. We stream every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Sundays being the podcast. Uh, yo, uh, Chair, where can people find you? Oh, um, it's pretty easy. Just just search up Chair G Tables, and you'll be able to find it. <laughs> And I'm assuming, like, uh, I'm assuming, like, YouTube, uh, Twitch, yep, and and uh, Twitter, at, at Twitter, yeah, just about everything is charity tables. Charity tables, awesome. Well, uh, also, uh, August, where can people find you? Same back time, same back channel. Chilling out here in the backlog podcast, uh, helping supply Matt with the latest news, and uh, just hanging out. Uh. <laughs> Well, you guys, you can find the backlog uh, on pretty much everything. Uh, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we're on TikTok. We're on uh, X or Twitter, if I didn't say that already. Uh, and you can find us everywhere you can find podcasts, including t- uh, apparently TikTok has a, a podcast thing you can port to now, uh, which is pretty interesting. I'm just kind of messing with that now. But uh, until then, guys, uh, this has been the backlog podcast number 61. Uh, we'll see you soon. Peace out, y'all. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.